cold as a razor blade, as tight as a tourniquet, like the skin on a dying man. I don't want a piece of the world. I want the whole world. I make my own rules because it's much easier that way. Trust me. What's up, everybody? It's Marcus D'Angelo, and we are back with another episode of The Snake Pit. And, of course, I am joined by the master of the DDT, the Hall of Famer, Jake the Snake Roberts. Jake, how you doing, brother? I'm doing fabulous, man. I'm had a glad great weekend. And everything's uh, cooking good. I'm glad to hear it, man. Uh, as we speak, Jake has got some upcoming shows on that last call tour. Yeah, man. And again, you can check him out on his social media for all the links and stuff. But where are you going to be, Jake? Well, end of April, April 30th, I'm going to be at Hard Rock in Pittsburgh, man. All right. Then uh, May 5th, I'm going to be at Kowloon's in Saugus, Massachusetts. The 6th, I'm going to be in Springfield, Mass. It's just a signing. It's the zombie hideout. It's be really fun. Stop by and check it out. Talk to me for a while, you know. The seventh, I'm gonna be at the Funny Bone in Hartford, and then the thirteenth, I'm gonna be at Bonkers in Orlando. That is fantastic, and we mentioned it here last week. If you have not gone out to see Jake live, do his stand-up show, tell his stories, you are missing out. You're gonna hear stuff that you will never, never hear here on the podcast. Stuff that's a little too stuff that you don't want to hear again. Stuff that's maybe a little too raunchy for our advertisers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, guys, I'm telling you, you don't want to miss it. Get out there. It's the last call tour. Again, follow Jake on social media, and you can see all of the places he's going to be, ticket links, et cetera, et cetera. And, Jake, so for today's episode, initially, we had planned on talking yeah. about the slap uh, from your wife, oh, Cheryl, to Rick yeah. Rude. However... Well, uh, some scheduling conflicts. We're going to go ahead and save it until we can get Cheryl on the podcast. But I think that we've got a pretty good substitute today because yeah, she really, really hated uh, not being able to do it. But there's just, you know, scheduling, man, with doctor's appointments and all sorts of appointments that you have to have these days. You know, she's rebuilding her house. She's got so much going on, man. Her pool, something's wrong with her pool. She's freaking out over that. Oh, my <laughs> she, goodness. Uh, she ran water in it for eight hours and it only put like, a foot of water in it she's like what the hell's going on here <laughs> i mean we all know how it goes man life gets in the way no problem yeah, does, and i'll man. tell you what we can't we can't tell the story without cheryl she's an no. integral part of it so no. we're gonna go ahead and wait it's 35 years ago let's do this thing right we'll wait yeah. and we'll make it happen it'll, then. it'll be interesting to hear you know her, her side because she was just shoved in there man Nobody asked her, hey, do you want to do this? So we're going to try this. He's just like, okay, you're going to do this, you know, and uh, just imagine kind of forcibly fed. For audience members, imagine being put in that position where all of a sudden, yes, you've got this uh, famous husband who's on TV and et cetera, et cetera. And then all of a sudden you're being thrust into that position. Yeah, you're going to uh, slap this guy. You're going to do this. And the crowd's going to be going nuts. And, yeah, it was uh, it was a big step for her, man, a step that she did not want to do. I cannot wait to talk to her about it. It's 35 years ago. We're going to celebrate it with Cheryl on the podcast this year. It's just a matter of time. Yeah. But for this week, we've got a pretty fun substitute because we're talking about 1994 oh. and your oh brief, my God. but very eventful stay in Jim Cornette's Smoky Mountain territory. 
Smoky Mountain. Corny, Cornette. <laughs> he is, uh, he's beyond description. He really is. I'll tell you what, you know, that's, that's a kind when, way to put it, Jake. When you, yeah, when you talk about people in wrestling, you talk about your Vince McMahon's, you, you talk about even only Anderson back in the day, you talk about Dusty Rhodes, but let's talk about Cornette. Ooh. Corny. That's what I called him, Corny. You know, I first met him in the Mid-South when he was with uh, Midnight Express, and they were doing their thing down there. They were very, very successful doing that, you know, with the Rock and Roll Express, the Midnight Express. Uh, those guys, they, they packed them in the arenas, man. They sold out everywhere. It was really awesome. But then to go to, to Smoky Mountain, that was a step. Man, a, a hell of a step, uh, to be yeah. sure. Uh, you know, it's uh, you had said that you had met him in uh, in Mid South initially, yeah. um, and I know that you know nowadays maybe you and Jim don't always see eye eye to eye. He's he can be he can have some nobody pre- sees eye to eye to Jim Cornette. <laughs> Give it a fucking break, man. You might say okay, you might get a blink in the eye, but you don't see eye to eye. Nobody can. Yeah, it's it seems like pretty much anybody who's in his uh, in his stratosphere uh, eventually gets crossways with him. Um, and that's just Jim Cornette. I will say, though, he has always expressed a lot of respect for your work and everything I've yeah. heard. Uh, really likes your work. Overall, what are your thoughts on his work? I love Cornette, man. I love what he's done. Uh, you know, sometimes I don't agree with what he's trying to get done in the ring, but hell, that happens, you know. I was once told there's never... There's no such thing as a bad idea when it comes to doing things in the ring. It's just the timing. It has to be the right time to do that move or to do that situation. So Cornette would come up with things. I mean, I know when I was in the WWF, WWE, he was part of the uh, the team that uh, you know, wrote television and everything. And we didn't always agree in there, but that's that's the reason he's there. He's, he's there to make you think outside the box. Mm-hmm. And uh, when, when you come to Jim Cornette, you don't even look at the box. You look at the uh, what's behind the curtain. Old school guy, like him or not, uh, yeah. agree with him or not. He's a, He's got this old school wrestling mentality, and that's not a bad thing uh, in many yeah. cases. You might not always agree with his delivery, but all this, a lot of the stuff that he says, he's not wrong. No, he's not. And uh, there's one thing that Cornette has more than, than most, and that's the passion that he has for wrestling. I don't think there's many people out there that have more passion than he does. That is that is well said, and I I would agree with that. I've heard a lot of his stuff, and man, it's yes, his delivery is can be nasty, but yeah. uh, there is there is no denying his passion. Uh, so, Jake, around this time, you were working for uh, the likes of Ron Scholar and Antonio Pena, uh, John yeah. Arezzi, and now this thing with Cornette comes up. Uh, what can you remember about first being contacted by Cornette for this? Well, they contacted me, and then they came down to my house, and we shot a little interview. You know, but um, what I remember about this time was I was really, really struggling, man. Uh, addiction had kicked my ass. Uh, I was having trouble at home. It was a, it was a very bad time in the, the life of Jake the Snake. You know, uh, I was wanting desperately to keep my family together, but it's hard to do that when you've got that beast that's chewing on you all the time, and. Uh, I just remember this kind of being the last straw. 
as far as my marriage and everything went at the time. Well, I think right after this, we may have even broken up for a while. And, you know, to put everything in full context, to compound the issue, it's you had left WWF in 1992, yeah. and then WCW comes along, and that didn't work out, and no. there's actually litigation uh, yeah. that happens following that. So yeah. it's the two major promotions in professional wrestling, you've now got kind of burnt bridges at. Yes. And so it's between that and, and the fact that you're, you're struggling with some personal demons, not an easy time for you, no, I know. Wasn't. Um, but some really interesting things happened during this run. Before we move on to them, though, I want—I do want to ask your early interactions with Cornette up to this point. Uh, pretty, pretty good, friendly. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's fine. So it's fine. Everybody seems to have a Cornette story about him acting like a complete maniac or just. Oh yeah, he's done that. Well, I've been in the car with him whenever he was trying to run down uh, somebody. <laughs> trying to uh, run somebody down yeah yeah he was trying to run somebody down I, <laughs> it wasn't his best friend it was uh oh, what's his name he just said his name earlier um a resi <sighs> not a resi no Scholar? no 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 he was he was a booker for a while wwe oh, oh uh oh god it's jacked off uh <laughs> <laughs> it's not brian hildebrand is it no 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 the one that did a shit job the one that oh oh russo russo thank you oh <laughs> my god isn't that funny i say shit job and you nailed me huh. <laughs> it's, it's the first name that came to mind <laughs> that tells you i'm something. gonna write that down that does tell hey, you how something. about shit job russo no problem <laughs> Yeah, he was uh, he was trying to run him down with his car, but he, he didn't get the job done. Ooh, man. Uh, it was interesting, actually. I was in the back seat. I'm like, holy fuck. <laughs> so while I was doing research for this, uh, he did talk about how when you were both on the creative team in WWF, that uh, he would drive you uh, from place to place often. Right. This was one of those instances? Uh, no, this was at a, at, a, uh, at a signing that I went to. And uh, he was there in a signing, and then we had to do something else that night. And I was going to ride with him from there to the hotel. And uh, Russo just happened to be leaving at the same time. <laughs> of course, I was also in a bar when they got into a fight, uh, Russo and, and uh, Cornette. But uh, that wasn't much. So did were fists thrown in this fight? Uh, no, a lot of yelling and screaming, you know. Who man, what a what a weird polarizing relationship those guys have to this day. Like, yeah, it was a buzzkill, dude. A, a legit <laughs> shoot, like 25, 30 year feud. It's it's wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll never see them holding hands. No, I I think that that ship has sailed. Um, <laughs> so so Cornette has it that he called you before driving the three hours from Knoxville to Georgia right. with the idea of working around your Mexico schedule. Uh, where you were red hot with Conan at the time. And right. he says he was eyeing four months with you as his top heel, playing to make you champion right out of the gate, uh, right. with the idea being that if you were both happy by the end of it, then everything could continue. So right. on paper, it sounds like a pretty convenient drive, uh, you know, and the willingness to work around your schedule sounds yeah. good. Right out of the gate, what did you think of about the idea of working with him? Well, I was all for it, you know, except my brain and shit was with it. With, with the addiction and traveling with to Mexico and back and then having to, you know, my home life was really, really, really rough right then. Mm. And, uh, I mean, we were barely staying afloat 
not not money wise, but just with each other. And uh, I love Cheryl. I loved you know I loved her then. I love I still love her. But all I can remember is that you know it was one of those situations of uh, I can't take it one more time. You do do that one more time, and you know you're out. Mm. She's talking about drinking, of course. And, yes. Uh, and what have you? <sighs> and and yeah, you were you were struggling to maintain control of it while also yeah. still you know having a professional life and earning money for your family. Very hard to do, man. Especially I, when I, when I would go to Mexico, you know, with nobody with me. Oh, oh. <laughs> my God. That's that's an accident waiting to happen. But no, Cornette was uh, very. Uh, he was wanting to do some business, man. And uh, I apologized to Jim and uh, for the way I behaved, you know, and uh, walking out basically in a, after a very short time. It had nothing to do with him. It's just that I couldn't deal with it, you know, the, the addiction and the problems at home. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Fight Plus is the ultimate digital platform for live sports and entertainment, and they're now offering a free seven-day trial at TryFight.com. Fight Plus is packed with a premium live event schedule, over a thousand hours of live action every year, and a library of more than four thousand hours on demand, plus exclusive content you can't get anywhere else. Fight is a great partner of ours; they support us, so let's support them. Give that free seven-day trial a shot, and you'll be a member for life. That's tryfight.com. T R Y F I T E.com. Yes. Uh, we will get to the finale here and kind of how, how everything sort of went to went sour. We've got Jim's uh, version of it as well. So we'll get, yeah. we'll get to all that first though. Uh, you guys did come to terms and on his April 30th TV, you make your debut after a quick introduction by Bob Cottle and bullet bar, Bob Armstrong. And that is going to be our first clip this week, and it's a fun one. All right, fans, what's shaping up to be, I think, the biggest day ever in Smoky Mountain Wrestling is the Volunteer Slam, May 20th in Knoxville. And here's Commissioner Bob Armstrong. That's, that's going to be a day to be remembered. It'll be remembered, and you can bet your life on that. Everybody knows already that the macho man Randy Savage is on his way to Knoxville. Yes, sir. He's going to take care of Bruiser Bedlam. But the news I promised everybody about the Dirty White Boys title defense I've got it finalized. The contract is signed. The dirty white boy will meet Jake the Snake Roberts. Wow. Now, that's a mean man. Yes, sir. He's hurt a lot of people. He's despicable. He didn't get that name Snake just given to him. He earned it because he's mean as a striped snake in a cornfield, if you know what I mean. He don't mind hurting you. And I believe this will be dirty white boy's toughest title defense. But, you know, the dirty white boy didn't have that title given to him. He earned that title. It'll be the toughest test. And, and rather than just talk about Jake the Snake Roberts, we got some word from him. Why don't we take a look at it, Bob? Education. Questions? Let's just see just how smart you are. It's people of Tennessee and Kentucky, Smoky Mountain. It's not going to be easy. I'll keep them real simple. Who was the man 
that dropped Andre the Giant. Who was the man that played with Randy Savage like a toy? Who was the man that made Rick Rude's life miserable? Who was the man that had Sting this close to quitting professional wrestling? Who was the guy that the WWF would not even think of putting Hulk Hogan in the ring with? Got it, Chet? Who was the man that invented the DDT? Who is the man that does exactly what he wants to? Hmm. Well, we know those answers, don't we? The answer to those is very simple. The answer is the same. It's Jake the Snake Roberts. So that was easy. What I need to know is, who the hell is a dirty white boy? Oh, you see? She said he is the Smoky Mountain Heavyweight Champion. Not for long. May 20th, the man will be Jake the Snake Roberts. Like it or not. And you won't. Whew. You know, Jake, you said that your your headspace wasn't great at this time, but yeah. but that that promo was fucking ice cold, dude. That was a badass promo. I appreciate promo. that. <laughs> appreciate it. So, like, you're walking this line of, you know, personal life issues, and then yeah. the camera turns on, and you're still, you're still the guy. Uh, what, yeah. what is that? You just flip the switch. Well, see, that's that's the whole thing, man. Uh, you know, Razor Ramon said it best: never had a problem in his life in the ring. It's when you get out of the ring. Uh. In the ring, I can control that situation. I know what to do out there. I know what's expected of me. And by God, I will fulfill that mission. But it's when I get out of the ring and I've got to deal with so much more. One, being addiction. Two, being family. Or actually vice versa, family first. And dealing with that addiction is just... uh, Addiction is such a fucking beast. Uh-huh. It really is. And and folks, if you've, if you've not been there, for God's sakes, don't go because you don't get out easy. And you damn sure won't get out without having a few scars put on your ass. So, well, yeah. It, it- incredible journey that you've had. And certainly, you know, I, I hope that you and I can discuss uh, the addiction aspect of your life and career more as this, as as this podcast and other episodes go on. Uh, But man, it's, you wouldn't know it to see that because you no, no, it's, it was always that way for me. When, when the light went on, it was my world and I knew what to do in my world. It's everybody else's world. I can't deal with (laughs) Well, uh, you mentioned him. Tony Anthony is the guy that you're going to be positioned with here. Uh, And he's not a guy. We will not get to talk about him very much on here, I suspect. Uh, Mm -hmm. Had had you ever worked with him previously or was this it? I'd seen him in Mid-South, you know, when him and Lynn Denton were the Dirty White Boys. Uh, Lynn Denton, of course, being the guy that I invented the DDT with. That's a guy we got to get on the show, too. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, I just talked to him the other day. We're going fishing, so. That's fantastic. Uh, well, maybe maybe after we go fishing, we'll get him on here so we can see if he can lie the best about fishing. I would love to have him on anytime. Absolutely. Yeah. 
well, we're here, so I have to ask, what did you think of him as T.L. Hopper in the WWF? What a brutal gimmick, man. <laughs> you know, he knew what the job was. He wasn't there to become a star. He, that's not what they designed that shit for. It was just something to, you know, to, to create chatter, you know, with the fans. And then it was a good ha-ha for, uh, for Pat Patterson. <laughs> you know, T.L. Hopper. Jesus Christ, man, with the butt crack always showing. <laughs> oh, my God. I, like, who? Uh, you have to pay this guy. Like, and you're bringing him in, giving him good money. for. Yeah, for what's yeah. the payoff? What do you get out of it? The payoff's a ha-ha. You oh, know? my God. Just nuts. Um, yeah, it'd be different if it was some hot chick and she's showing her ass crack. That's something, you know. I could, I could dig that, you know. Like a female plumber gimmick. With yeah, like, female plumber. Why don't we out? have one of those? Yeah, <laughs> she can carry around the plumbing thing and stick it on your face. And choo, 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 choo. <laughs> you know, yeah. we're giving we're giving away these ideas for free. We're gonna see yeah. it on WWE. Probably TV. see it on WWE. Yep. Uh, well, Jake, the video referenced the title match on the 20th, but you'd go Dirty White Boy into an earlier defense. We have this from the May 9th, 1994 Observer. Jake Roberts won the Smoky Mountain Wrestling title from Dirty White Boy to highlight the TV taping on 5-2 in Harriman, Tennessee. The first show saw White Boy in the ring when Roberts showed up. Roberts said he didn't want to wrestle White Boy because he was physically handicapped. Uh, White Boy was still wearing an eye patch, courtesy of an angle with Kendo the Samurai. Roberts told White Boy he'd allow him to hold the title for a few more weeks. White Boy then demanded the match right then and there, while Bob Armstrong tried to tell him that Roberts was just playing mind games with him. Um, so it's we know how this goes. You go on and you you win the match. You win the Smoky yeah. Mountain title. I believe sucker him into it. Sucker him into it, which is tremendous. I believe that this was your first Smoky Mountain taping. What did you think of the whole setup that Cornette had there when you arrived? It was okay. You know, it wasn't WWE or, or uh, WCW, but uh, it was okay. You know, it got the job done. I mean, uh, it was typical Tennessee. All right. I think that's fair enough. And, you know, it's it's a really small operation. And yeah. Jim Cornette certainly had the experience, and it sounds like he was pulling it off from a production standpoint. So good for him. Um at the third annual Volunteer Slam in Knoxville on 520, not only are you on the card, but so is Randy Savage. And Savage is still under contract with the WWF at this point, uh, mostly doing commentary. Uh, do you recall having any interaction with him? No, I don't. I, 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 was, I, I don't think I even talked to him. Interesting, you know, because you guys, yeah. he was your buddy outside the ring too, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, again, addiction. And not to mention, you know, he's he's still in the biggest wrestling company in the world. And, you know, yeah. maybe you were feeling a little self-conscious when you see this guy and you're like, oh, man, I used to be there, too. Who knows? But it's a long time ago. Um, well, the card was certainly loaded with talent and your match had a finish that Meltzer described as tremendous. After you knock down referee Mark Curtis, a dirty white girl comes in and the fun begins. That is going to be our second clip this week. The dirty white girl. The dirty white girl's on the ring apron trying to un get that adhesive tape free. The referee is being carried off by the Oriental, by the Warrior. Roberts rolls the man from outside, unconscious out. The dirty white girl trying to get, and she's 
she sees that bag and she thinks the same thing I'm thinking it must be is there a snake in that bag? I wouldn't want to handle it either. He grabs her. She's trying to get that bag out. Where's he going with this? What's he doing? Oh, come on, Jake. Turn her loose. Turn her loose. White boy is watching the whole thing. He is lashed to that center strand of ropes. She is trying to get free. Roberts has her by the hair. What is he doing? What is he going to do? boy trying to get free as Robert throws the dirty white girl off to the side and she could possibly be hurt this man is 270 pounds and he just slings her down like she's a sack of potatoes picks her up by the hair again the bag still in the middle of the ring still unopened Roberts is having a field day this is Jake's kind of thing what's he's going for the DDT no No. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. She is hurt. There is no two ways about it. He has carried this thing just a bit too far. Just a bit too far. What? She's trying to pull away. He won't let her go. What is going on here? What? He is. He is going for the DD. DDT. Oh no! My God! I mean, she could be seriously, seriously hurt. <coughs> this 270-pound man dropped her straight down on her head with a DDT. He is going to pin her. He is going to lay across her. Oh, come on, Jake. Come on. Come on, Jake. Oh, look at here. And the dirty... Oh, I don't know where to start with this thing. <laughs> All right, the man, you lived it. We watched it back. What'd you think? Oh yeah, I was having fun. <laughs> it's uh, very, very reminiscent of uh, the Dark Journey thing, except now yeah. instead of being a baby face hitting a heel with it, you're hitting yeah. a, a baby face with it. Uh, yeah. it. Would you have been the one to come up with this? No, it wasn't me. Oh, okay. So Cornette uh, booked it. He wanted the heat. Yeah, yeah he wanted the. Uh, putting your hands on a woman in the ring, Jake, it's not something uh, we saw a lot back in the day, aside from Dark Journey. And, of course, yeah. you slapped Elizabeth, as we yeah. discussed on our first yeah. episode of The Snake Pit. Yeah. Uh, so it's the subject of debate nowadays with increased mixed tags in wrestling. What do, right. you, what do you think about the whole thing? I think we need to keep it separate, you know. And, uh, and I being the booker, the thing with Dark Journey was different than the thing with with uh, Dirty White Boy. Dark Journey, it was an accident. I'd been blinded. I didn't know who the hell I grabbed a hold of. Right. So there's a way out there, but to do it and with Elizabeth, that was just downright dirty shit. And I, I don't really believe in touching a woman, but I think in the entertainment world, you're going to cross that line from time to time but we certainly need to be careful with it. And we're not promoting uh, women abuse or, for sure. And then we, we need to keep that fairly, that line fairly straight, but uh, do it, do it in Tennessee. You can get away with it. There's a lot of places I couldn't have got away with it. 
Yeah. And, and look, it's, you know, nowadays when we're getting into the mixed tags and it's like, okay, should the, should the, a man be on television striking a woman? Probably yeah. not. But this no. was a very, very different time in the nineties and eighties yeah. when you were doing this. And it was like, okay, that's, that's heat. You know, you, oh, you strike yeah. a woman, everybody wants to kill you. I was surprised nobody hit the ring on me. I really was. Especially there. And yeah, he's the champion. She, yeah. That's his beloved wife. It's like, ooh. And yeah. he's tied up too. So yeah. Were you? Oh, yeah. At that time, you were Were you like kind of, okay, somebody's going to come. Yeah, I was looking. <laughs> I was looking. I'm glad nobody did. Well, it was it was great stuff, man. And it sticks out. Whenever I hear anybody reference uh, your run in Smoky Mountain, it's always that. And our next clip, uh, which will be coming up here soon. Um, so creatively, it feels like this thing is hitting on all cylinders. How are yeah. you feeling about the arrangement up to this point? I was fine with what Jim was doing with me, man. I mean, I had no bitch with him, but again, addiction wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe I just took a walk. Uh, well, Jake, we do know that you were satisfied with what was happening in Mexico. At least I would think that you were because there's some pretty interesting stuff going on there. Yeah. Uh, on June, on the June 6th edition of the observer, uh, it points out that on five twenty-seven in Tijuana, you left the third leg of triple mania to $20,000 richer with a shaved head after a hair versus hair match with Conan. Um, so Jake, we will cover the entire match sometime. We're going to talk about triple a, yeah. uh, I'd love to have Conan come on the podcast and talk yeah. about it. So maybe we can do that. But for right now, it's my understanding that you've got a pretty interesting story when it comes to leaving Mexico with your money. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't easy. Uh, it's a different world down there, but, uh, again, we'll, we'll talk about all that when we hit triple a. All right. I am excited to hear that one because that's I, I've heard this story and yeah. it is it is something else. Uh, OK, well, you're going to return to Smoky Mountain for tapings that will air 618 and 625 and it would mark your final television appearance for Smoky Mountain. And our final yeah. clip of the week, we've got a fun moment in an interview with you. Fans, here he is, Jake the Snake Robertson. I can't believe a man, a giant of a man, a giant in the business of professional wrestling, a DDT on a little lady, the dirty white girl. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You gotta understand one thing. Once you step into the ring, you are fair game. The only person that's safe in that ring, and not all the time, is the referee. This says it all. This is what they respect. This is what everybody wants. This is what I have. Now, if you want to get down to brass tacks, you know, I know Tony's saying things like, I'll play your game. Tony, if it's a battle of wits, I would be fighting an unarmed man. Because wow. let me tell you something. When it comes to turning screws on somebody or putting a finger behind somebody or putting a gun to somebody's head, that's exactly what I'll do. You see, when you're born into this life, you have a decision to make right off the bat. Do you want to walk with the man to give us the book? Or do you want to run with the devil? Now, everybody says that if you follow the man with the book, that you have eternal life. Right. That you have a place to go when this life is over and when you're back to dirt. That may be true. But you see, when you run with the devil, it's instant gratification. Oh, gee. You get what you want when you want it. <laughs> you get to feel good when you want to feel good. But you see, when you also choose to run with the devil, you got to be ready to take that extra step, no matter when it is or what it is. You got to stay one up on the game. 
So in other words, you got to be willing to sacrifice anything just to play the game with somebody else's mind. Now, Tony, you want to play a game with me? You want to come play with the snake? Huh? You want to play with the snake? You want to know how far I'll go just to twist your mind? Let me show you something just for you. Huh? Whoa. A little Where's different? Where's that? A little hair? different? That just goes wow. to show you what I'm willing to do to mess with your mind because now you got to think about something. My hair's gone. Wow. Your hair's almost gone anyway, but I will take the rest of it. And after all, I've already done your wife in. So what would I do to you? What would I do to you? Yes, I would be the first in line to spit on your grave, except I don't like long lines. That's what I'll do. You want to play a game? Come play with the snake. But be careful, because you will get bit. All right, fans, he's talking straight to the dirty white boy. Oh, God. Bob Cottle was just fucking yeah. tremendous there. Oh, it's too much. Too much. <laughs> just he's he's was. a preacher. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was just so appalled. It was incredible. Oh. Uh, but man, tremendous stuff here. The big reveal that uh, that you shaved your head. Yeah. Uh, and so we didn't, I don't, I don't, we, we mentioned it. It's the hair versus hair match. You lost to Conan there, had your head shaved, walked yeah. out with a nice bag of cash. Yeah. Uh, but man, just a, just a great promo. You don't like long lines. It was such a, such a cool line. Um, yeah, that's that's the reason I won't piss on B Bill Watts's grave. I don't like long lines. Did I yeah. say Bill Watts? That cocksucking motherfucker, no good piece of shit. That's always got to be accompanying it whenever we bring up Bill yes. Watts. Yes. I don't even know if I could say all that. Hey guys, it's the hardcore legend Mick Foley here, and I need to call quick timeout, a brief timeout, is I wanted to tell your listeners what I have been telling Foley is Pod listeners for a while now about all the cool things happening over on adfreeshows.com. An all-new edition of The Insiders is here, as Conrad welcomes David Zaudi, the man behind so many iconic video packages WWF fans grew up on, including one that left Vince in tears. You got it. And Conrad, I swear, I walked outside the studio, and Vince was sitting down on the concrete floor, crying hysterically, just saying thank you. Thank wow. you. Wow. Thank you. I went up to the full cabin. He says, good job. Can't wait to see it. 15 minutes later in the stairwell, Vince is still sitting down in a different spot now, crying, saying thank you. Thank you. Special guest host Raven sat in for Jake the Snake Roberts on the Snake Pit, looking back 25 years on his rivalry with DDP and an interesting new member of the flock. Jimmy Hart comes up to me one day and goes, hey, Hulk, Hulk would like a favor. I go, what is it? He goes, he'd like you to put Horace in the flock. I'm like, sure. I'm not going to say no. But it, was, it became a running gag, like, like uh, Jericho and Conan, we used to, three of us used to hang out together and call ourselves the triumvirate of useless information. And so they were like, you know, wait, did you put Horace Hogan in the flock because he's Hogan's nephew? I'm like, what? He's Hogan's nephew? I had no idea. <laughs> That's just a small taste, a sampling, if you will, of what we have waiting for you. With four levels to choose from, four. See for yourself why ad-free shows is the best value in wrestling today. Sign up now, right now, at adfreeshows.com. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> but it was great stuff. And actually, last year you on Chris, you were on Chris Jericho's podcast, and uh, you talked to him about this whole thing. He remembered it vividly uh, because, as most of our listeners know, he was there, still very young in the business, as one of the thrill seekers with Lance Storm. Do you have any recollection of being around no. him, Chris Jericho? No, I don't. What about other no. guys in the locker room? Did anybody stick out? No. I can't remember. My memory's pretty much gone, bro. Well, look, and to be to be honest, we're talking about three months of your life. Yeah. So so it's yeah. I, I 30 imagine. something years ago. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm fighting addiction like a motherfucker and losing. Right. So we're gonna uh, be missing probably a couple I'm sure you shook Jericho's hand and probably talked oh, to yeah. him and all that well, shit, but who remembers? Well, who, who knew that Chris Jericho would uh, someday become probably the most powerful man in wrestling? How about that? Yeah. And still to this day, he's in his 50s, and he's performing at a high level. Yeah. Performing at a high level, and uh, the work that he does behind the scenes gives me tells me that he's number one, man. I don't know of anybody that's uh, got their hand more on wrestling than Chris Jericho. And, you know, is somebody who's able to change and adapt uh, yeah. to pro wrestling. Yeah. I mean, yeah. how many character changes has he had? He just flips, man. He just flips. It's incredible. Nicknames. Uh, he's He's got finishing yeah. maneuvers. It's yeah. the, the dude just continually evolves. You got to take your hat off to him. Well, that's what makes him interesting. You never know what he's going to do next. Exactly it. Um, so we're almost to the end of the story here with Smoky Mountain. Uh, according to Cornette, things started to go sideways on, on 6 1794. If that date mm. sounds familiar to our listeners, it's because it was the day of OJ Simpson's infamous Bronco car chase. Oh, uh, and Cornette alleges that because everyone was at home watching that car chase on that day, the house was really weak in Knoxville, but significantly better the following day in Johnson City. As a result of Knoxville, though, Cornette says that his payoffs were not as good as previous payoffs. And while you didn't take issue with it, he claims that Cheryl did. So I don't I don't know whether that part of it is true or not. Yeah. Uh, what do you remember about this com- conversation? with? Cornette? I don't remember. I really don't remember. Oh, OK. Well, and uh, again, uh, this is being the- honest, man. Yeah, no, I, I don't want to throw something out there and speculate or whatever. But if he was short on the money. I know that I would have probably stuck around, but uh, I don't think Cheryl influenced me. I think that I probably stopped and grabbed a case of beer on the way home, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's uh, So Cornette actually, that, that may not be the case because Cheryl, he says that she was with you on that day and yeah. that, that apparently uh, you yeah. were like, okay, well, yeah, whatever, and she was just like, meh. She she was not satisfied. Either way, uh, no, she, she never got her hand on on my business like that. I I, I couldn't really picture it, so that's why no. I, I thought the question was worth asking. No. Um, it will spend the the end of your time in Smoky Mountain, though. You were scheduled for cage matches with Dirty White Boy to defend the title in early June, with the final blow off to be the Night of Legends in August. But uh, due to the pay dispute or whatever happened here, you'd be done. Yeah. Um, so you left as champion, which kind of begs the question, how did you get the title back to Cornette? I think I just handed it to him. Oh, so like TV yeah. that day, you're like, hey, well, I didn't that? steal the belt, man. Right. No, I know that that's not your style. I'm not Ric Flair. <laughs> <laughs> no, as, as you and I have discussed here, I know that, you know, it's not yeah, your style to hold anybody me. up. Yeah, you probably no. just gave it right back. Yeah. Uh well, you'd work with him again in the WWF office a few years later, as we mentioned. Uh, mm-hmm. Any issues? Did he bring it up? Anything like that? Nope, not at all. 
We got along fabulously. Kept it all between the lines. You said that you yeah. you would apologize to him uh, yeah. later. Do you remember when you would have apologized to Corny? I don't remember when it was, but I do remember that I did. Well, good for you, man. You know, it's yeah. you weren't you at that time, and no. and you held held yourself accountable. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and here's our last question of the week, and then we can call it a day. Uh, this one is just for me because I'm genuinely curious. Uh, he's contributed to the business a lot. Does Jim Cornette belong in the WWF Hall of Fame? Absolutely. Absolutely. Cornette should definitely be in there. Whether he makes it or not, I do not know. But he should definitely be in there. He has contributed so much to wrestling. So say what you want to about Corny, but he still gets the job done. Man, imagine that uh, Hall of Fame speech, too. Oh, well, I didn't want to hear that. <laughs> that could be something. And uh, yeah, I don't about... think I don't think they'd give him the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, the Midnights have gotten brought up an awful lot for the WWE Hall of Fame? Um, you know, of course, we're talking about Bobby Eaton and Condry yeah. and they Stanley. Should be there. They should yeah. be there. It's a, a weird omission for the Midnights, uh, but I don't yeah. know. You can't really put the Midnights in there without having Cornette do the induction. So maybe you that's got the sticking to. point. You got to. That's got to yeah, be we'll it. See. Uh, well, all right, Jake, this episode was a lot of fun. I'm glad that you took the time to uh, yeah, revisit no this. Man. I mean, what a what a brief time in your career. But, man, a- again, it's something that fans reference a lot. The the shaved head, the DDT yeah. on Dirty White Girl. It was it was brief. But, man, you, you made an impact in a short time. Yeah, well, that's what I do. <laughs> well, what we do here on the Snake Pit is bring you guys some really fun old school content. Next week, we're looking back to a subject that I know listeners have been dying to hear about because we're setting our sights on 1986 and the most infamous DDT in wrestling history. We are, of course, talking about when you dropped Ricky Steamboat on the concrete yeah. floor. Uh, Jake, I know that wow. you've got some stories to go along with that one. I sure as hell do. I can't wait for it. And guys, if you're listening to this, there's a real strong probability that we're targeting the exact demo that you're looking to attract. This guy right here is a pop culture icon featured on television, featured in movies. He's been everywhere. And you can team up with him when you go to advertisewithsnake.com. Partner up with the legendary Jake Roberts. He's had action figures, magazines. He's been all over the place. He was a household name, legitimately. If you said Jake the Snake, everybody knew who you were talking about and still do to this day advertise with him team up with him be his partner go to advertisewithsnake.com check out jakethesnakeshop.com for rare signed collectibles that will be part of the centerpiece of your wrestling collection jake we we just reloaded over there you've got some really great stuff those ultimate edition oh, figures cool, of yourself i gotta check that out Dude, they're, they're, they're I just badass. got home, so I got to check it out. <laughs> they're badass figures, and if look, if you want to get your sign, you can either wait until Jake is coming to a city near yours, or you can order them online right now, personally signed by Jake. He'll, he'll do an inscription. He'll do the whole thing. That's over at jakethesnakeshop.com. Uh, we've got some awesome vintage-style merch at boxofgimmicks.com. We've talked about it before. I'm constantly trying to reload reload over there and, and update it. It's all 80s and 90s-centric, so I know that fans of, of your era of professional wrestling are going to dig it. It's boxofgimmicks.com and our, our Snake Pit page. Check us out on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash at Snake Pit Pod for short clips from our show and highlights and some older content, stuff that we've already done and, and uh, fun content from the past. We recently did a giveaway for subscribers, and we're planning on doing more. So get over there, like, subscribe, and hit the notifications bell. Also, 
If you enjoyed our podcast, please like, subscribe, and give us a five-star review on all podcast platforms. And just a reminder, you can get the Snake Pit and all of our other shows in our network early and ad-free at adfreeshows.com, starting at just $9 a month. And we just covered the Wrestling Summit from 1990, April 1990 there, and it got a great reaction online. Jake, you shared a clip from it on your social media, and it went absolutely berserk uh, as far as the, the amount of people that were liking it, clicking it. I know that Nick Aldis responded to it. Um, Conan went on there and called it art. Uh, so you can watch it back with Jake over at adfreeshows.com. If you're not over there and you're a wrestling fan, you are missing out. Catch Jake on Twitter at Jake Snake DDT, on Instagram at Jake the Snake DDT, and on Facebook at Real Jake the Snake. Follow me at Marcus P. D'Angelo on Twitter, and you can follow the Snake Pit at Snake Pit Pod on all social media platforms. Jake, another one in the books. Thanks again for looking back to 94 with me. Just keep doing it, and I don't want to challenge all the fans out there. Do something nice for somebody today that you don't even know. Try that. See how good it feels. How about that? And yes, it's, look, every action that you take comes back to you in some manner or another. Yeah. I truly believe that. Go do yeah. something nice for somebody. I'm going to go try to do it myself. You need to. I've got to make amends. Yeah, with that beard. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for Manscaped. A cheap plug. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> I'm telling you. Cheap bastards. <laughs> All right, guys. That is going to do it for us. We'll catch you next time right here on The Snake Pit. Yeah. NMLS number 65084 Equal Housing Lender. Woo! Tax season is here, which means you've received or are expecting that tax refund any day now, and you're thinking about what to spend it on. How about a new home? With SaveWithConrad.com, we're helping renters become homeowners every single day, and it's more affordable than you think. You don't need perfect credit. You don't need a huge down payment. In fact, you may not need a down payment at all. At SaveWithConrad.com, we take the stress out of the home buying process. We'll determine your buying power. We'll even help you find a realtor. And unlike the banks, we don't say no. We say not yet, but here's how. So if you're not ready right now, we'll get you on a plan to be ready. Stop throwing your money away, paying someone else's mortgage with your rent. And start the path towards owning your own home today at SaveWithConrad.com.